I've just been reflecting on how much I love men. Like, I love men. Men are great. Wow, you're the coolest. Men are so big and powerful and strong. Wow, we, I love you, men. You're great. And I was just wondering, I was just thinking out loud. Um, I just had an idea. Like, it's a bit left field, but I was just looking at, you know, everything throughout history and just, like, just considering a common denominator is. And I was just wondering if maybe we should just... Um, you know, uh, stop men from having any power. <laughs> Welcome to today's episode of Do 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 Famous with a Baby. So, when I did God as a Woman, uh, I did a lot of research and a lot of stuff. Did you know many, many years ago, I don't know if you know this, before the Abrahamic religions, we used to worship women. So we used to celebrate and worship women. So this was back in the day when you didn't have Netflix, like you didn't have torches, you didn't have Netflix. So like, you know, nighttime was a drag. Like in anything, you had to survive the night. That was the point, you had to survive the night. If you got through the night and got through the day, that was everything because day was daylight. So day was um, survival, day was life, day was a glorious, day was celebrated. As soon as the sun rose, like we all rose because it was like wow we survived the night because the night was a place of terror like you don't know what could happen the night you could get eaten by animals or I don't know I, I don't actually think animals were that aggressive I think that's maybe just some children's books that have been painted some very horrible pictures I think animals are very lovely aren't they Bernie um and but to survive the darkness when to get to the light was the whole fucking thing so again before like Netflix and and torches it was all about surviving the darkness so light was everything right light was celebrated because life was celebrated we used to celebrate life like that was the thing to celebrate life and women were the life-giving sources because women literally gave birth to life like women gave birth to life and this was at a time when they didn't realize that men and women having sex caused childbirth I know it blew my mind too so they didn't know men and women um, having sex caused childbirth so sex was a a separate activity like sex obviously still happened it's not like that oh we just didn't have any sex or we got pregnant that's not how it works even though I know you like to think that uh the bible Mary right that's not what happened. So sex was a separate thing, but women would give birth completely by themselves. Like, And actually what it was is that women were these magical life sources of like unicorns. They were seen as like these magical unicorns and women would give birth to life completely independently and men had absolutely nothing to do with it. They had no accountability. They had no responsibility. They had nothing to do with the birth and the life of that child, right? It, it, it had nothing to do with them. Um, it's just that they happened to be around at the time. And what's interesting is that we called this religion it was like a goddess religion where we worshiped women it was like the the goddess religion and there is still remnants of this religion now so you still see remnants of this ancient goddess religion all around us all the time so you still see it in certain third world countries um that you see it so if you look at countries like the u.s for example they still believe that women give birth and men have absolutely nothing to do with it no accountability no responsibility and so actually (laughs) Uh, normally there's a laugh at that joke but with a podcast you're not laughing and Bernie's not really giving me much so this is weird to keep going but it's fine I'll keep going because I'm seeing these as 20 minute sets so you go wow that's pretty special and pretty amazing isn't it that life-giving sources that you know and the, the, and the rules that the rules that men make for for women and you go that's kind of crazy isn't it? if you think about it, the woman's body the woman's body give birth to life it gives birth to life and yet the men had nothing to do with it. And all of a sudden there's that dominance and control of like, what do we do? Like, and so you look at things like Roe v. Wade, don't you? Roe v. Wade and you go, fuck me. Like, how's that come about? How do we resolve that? And actually the, the, the resolution to that, I think is very, very simple. 
what you do is you go, okay, let's make it about equality, shall we? Let's make it about fucking equality. What we'll do then is any man that gets a woman pregnant and she doesn't want to have to go through with that child um, or with that labour, sorry, or with that, or she doesn't want to go through with that pregnancy, what we do is very simple. Um, if she's forced to, we just get the man, he has to pay 80% of his earnings to that woman uh, for the next 18 years of his life in order to provide for that child, right? Because he has to have some accountability and responsibility. And it won't be that case of like, oh, but I haven't got any money, I haven't got any money, I'm not on benefits, so I can't do it. That's fine. If you can't do it and you can't pay like a a statutory amount that has to be like a set amount if you can't pay it you just go to jail you go directly to jail you do not pass go you do not collect 200 pounds and in jail guess what you're gonna do you're gonna work at a crash <laughs> for 18 years i think this is a great plan right because if you think about it you go okay so we're seeing what's happening with men like we're seeing what's happened with men and with what you know how you know how like when you go for a job interview right and you go for a job interview and you have like a trial period to see if you're equipped or qualified to do that job. You know how we like have that. So you might have like a three month probation period. And then if it shows that you're completely like, say if your job resulted, say if your position resulted in you just fucking ruining everything for everybody, um, we'd probably be like, do you know what, mate? We're going to remove you from that position of of power. And um, I was just thinking that like, you know, men have been ruling the world Um and maybe they've had, you know, like 2,000 years of a probation period. And maybe it's time that we all sack them. That's what I think. Maybe it's time we all sack them. But you can't sack them. You can't just be like, oh, men have no power. It's a ridiculous idea. You can't be like, oh, guys, you can't have any power. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Like, how are you going to stop them from having power? I mean, I guess you could you, I guess you could start with just making it harder for them to get to places. That could, that could, be, that could be quite cool because it's quite good to be able to get everywhere you want. So I guess you could stop them from getting to places. But how would you stop men from getting to places? You can't, like, just stop them from getting the bus or, I don't know, fucking... You can't stop them from fucking walking or running anywhere, can you? No, but you could make it dangerous for them to walk and run everywhere. Well, that could be a thing that you could do. Well, obviously, you can't do that. That's a ridiculous idea, guys. You can't fucking stop people from walking and running everywhere by themselves. You can't make them feel unsafe to do so. Like, people just get in their car and drive there anyway, so it's fine. But I guess you can't really stop them from driving anywhere. Could you stop them from driving? I mean, I guess if you stopped or take away their license and stop them from being able to drive, that's the way you could stop them from getting and moving anyway. That's, you can't do that, guys. This is a ridiculous idea. What are you even chatting about? You can't do that. No, it's important that they have mo mo movement, I guess, some kind of movement. But I guess what you could do is, I don't know, maybe just if you want to take away their power, like a big part of the problem is that they're reading too many books, isn't it? And they're reading too many books and have too many ideas of what rules and laws there are. And maybe if we just stopped all men from reading. I mean, that's a ridiculous idea. You can't stop men from reading. This is stupid. You can't get an entire gender to not fucking read. <laughs> what are you going to do? You just not educate them. Just, uh, just bad fucking education to be like, all men you can't go to school. <laughs> that's a ridiculous idea. You can't do that. You can't ban all men from going school and and driving and feeling safe walking on the road out there what could you do that you could do i guess if you took away their education you took away that but you'd give them guys you'd give them like we'd still let you have football like you can still have football you can still play a game in fact oh do you'll be really cool if we just like actually you're just for our entertainment like what if men were just here to entertain us what if we stopped putting men in positions of authority and their only job was to entertain us like men what if you had to tell jokes for a change like the problem is men aren't funny that's the problem they're just angry all the time aren't they and here's what I don't understand is why are we letting, you know, why, why is it, what's the common denominator when you look at world leaders? Like, why is there, there's, there's, there's a, there's like clear kind of characteristics, isn't it, across the board? They're either egotistical, maniac, sociopath, um, megalomaniac, is that a word? I don't know. Um, crazy. 
Or they're like flaccid wet fish. They're like sausage rolls without the pastry on. That's how I would describe some of them. Keir Starmer, I'm looking at you in particular. Like, where is the leadership with great fucking love? Like, where is the leadership with great fucking love? Like, where is the leadership that has got empathy, compassion, kindness, like logic, reason, uh, thought before action? Like, where is that leadership? Because that leadership must fucking exist somewhere. There must be somebody in the world somewhere that is capable of that kind of leadership that we need right now to help us navigate our world. And we're just not finding it. And what's amazing is that we're seeing social media is giving access to so much information, to stuff that we've never seen before. And it's so fucking overwhelming because you're, you're seeing all these images. And some of these images are horrific and horrible. And you're watching things unfold in real time from the privileged position of being safe in your home watching it on your phone or like you're watching it on the tube or you're watching it on the train and we're watching this stuff and everything you see that somebody else has a, as a counterpoint or a counter argument or a count and there's so much information it's overwhelming and then in between all of these things you're seeing Taylor Swift with Travis Kelsey get on board you know getting together and the like uh, like it's just uh, what a time to be alive what a fucking time to be alive and try and navigate this world and uh, I've watched some amazing things on TV lately that sort of that's really kind of inspired me and, and showed me some things. And there was two things. I want to talk about two TV shows that I watched. And uh, they're dramatizations. And this is the weird thing, isn't it? That you that history unfolds and then you have a dramatization years later of things. And the two things that I watched was the Jimmy Savile documentary on BBC, which is harrowing to watch, horrible to watch. The fact that that man got away with raping and assaulting and doing such horrible things to young people, to young women and boys and got away with it and actually hid behind the establishment. He used the establishment to give himself credibility. So he was able to work with the royal family and with uh, Margaret Thatcher and politicians and charities and hospitals and People all the time were being like, he's a wrong he's a wrong like he's a wrong And yet he was unable to be empowered and enabled and fucking went up and up and up the, in status. And he used that status to rape and abuse and do horrific, horrible things. And he was never held accountable for it. Like human beings individually are, in, are capable of horrific, horrible, horrible, horrible things. But they are also capable of phenomenal great good. I watched this other TV show, which I think you should totally watch if you haven't seen it. It's, um, it's on Disney+. Plus. I think it's called A Small Light or A Little Light. It's about a woman called Meep. Meep Geese, who was a woman in um, it was in the uh, in Amsterdam, grew up in uh, Amsterdam, I believe. Oh no, she grew up in Vienna, but she went to Amsterdam. And she worked for Otto Frank, who was Anne Frank's dad in his office, and she was just a young woman, like a regular woman, like a like a I want to say secretary, but I don't want to. Maybe I've got that wrong. She like worked for him. And uh, she was the woman that helped protect the Frank family. She was one of the women that she basically helped hide the family. And thanks to her, we saved the books. And we got the amazing gift in the book that is Anne Frank's diary. And that was all thanks to me, this woman, the just incredible courage, incredible heroism of this young individual, this young woman that had no right to power, that had no power, and yet did the phenomenal, phenomenal thing. And human beings individually, we are capable of phenomenal, phenomenal things. We're also capable of fucking horror and terror. And it is human beings, isn't it? isn't it? It is human beings. I think it's difficult. I think it's dangerous when we start talking about like monsters and things and the, and you go, it's kind of weird. Like we create, we create monsters. Like we create human beings that are deeply, deeply, deeply fucking damaged and wrong and oh my God, horrific. But actually I don't know by dehumanizing it, if that's the answer. Anyway, this is a comedy podcast so let's stick with the comedy shall we let's stick with the comedy i'm gonna um share with you something from god's woman which i think you might be interested in or you might not be um i know this podcast today's episode is going in a few little roundabout ways but i think the consensus is generally 
Not quite clear. Um, many years ago, we used to um, like celebrate sex. Again, we used to celebrate sex. And again, like guys, I'm not making this up. This you can you can read all about this. You can just buy a book of Amazon. It's all there for you to read. Um, but what we used to do is we used to get together, right, and have these ceremonies, like these sex ceremonies. What sex ceremonies, right? And uh, we'd all get together, and uh, you'd have like a head priestess. Let's say it's me, so I'd be like a head priestess, and um, and the job of the village would be to find like a like a a, a man like a, 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 a you know a young strapping healthy man um who would who would make love to me i know it's a hard it's a hard job and he would make love to me and what he would do is that his job would be to make me climax and orgasm because orgasm was like a sensual like opening third eye sensual experience right it's beautiful beautiful gorgeous thing we're not talking about like hardcore pornography like you are now we're talking about love making sensuality opening your third eye pornography should be those things anyway that's a side note that's another episode um and if if this man what we do is he'd make me come because if if i came really hard as a village we'd all celebrate this you know union ship like we'd all be like watching it and be like go on son go on like you know go on louisa Good for you, girl. Um, I, I mean, I imagine that's how it that's how it reads in my head. And what we would do is, um, as he was making love to me, if he came really hard, we'd all celebrate it because then what it meant was is that we'd all have like a really good energy because like I came really hard to be really positive, really happy, and be like, oh my gosh, that energy would be amazing. And because of that, the gods would be really pleased. So the gods overlooking us would be so pleased and so proud of us and so happy for us. And then as a result of that, they would reward us and they would reward us with great weather to grow crop. So if I came really hard, like we'd have a really good crop that season, then everybody in the village could eat. So basically it was like a thing. It was like, guys, you need to make Louise, you need to make you need to make the head priestess come really hard so that we have a good crop that year. Because otherwise if, you do, if she doesn't come really hard, we're not going to have a good crop. And if we don't have a good crop, then the whole village will die out because there won't be any food. So we need to make sure she comes really hard. So we'd be like, come for corn, come for corn, come for corn. It was like a whole protest. They had like placards and things. Come for corn. And um, what we do as a collective is um, we'd all get together and we'd have this little ceremony and uh, we'd be like, go on, Louisa, go on, my guy, go on, yeah, come for corn, come for corn, come for corn. And um, if if the man failed in, in making the head priestess orgasm and open her third eye and blow her tiny little mind, um, we'd all get together as a village and we'd be like, guys, what do we do? Because obviously we're going to have a shit season now of crop because fucking didn't know how to fucking johnny doesn't know how to finger properly so what we're we gonna do what we're we gonna do now um we'd have to get together but we're gonna have a bad crop because of because of this guy so what do we do and we'd all get together and as a village we'd just decide um we'd kill him we'd kill him and i can't help but think that maybe we should bring that back because I'm looking around the world right now and I'm seeing what's unfold. And I'm looking at all these world leaders, every one of them. And I'm thinking, do any of them look like they've ever made a woman climax in their entire goddamn lives? I feel like Obama could. I feel like he was the only one, though. I feel like he was the only one, guys. Like, he was the only one. And him and Michelle, beautiful, 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 beautiful. I miss the days. Where's the, where's the Obamas, hey? I miss the Obamas. Does anybody else miss the Obamas? I miss the day when it felt like the world had a dad. Don't you miss those days when it felt like the world had a dad? Like at the moment, I feel like the world's got an absent father. That, and as somebody that grew up with an absent father and knowing what like narcissists they can be, I feel like that's what the world is going through right now. It's its absent father phase. And I feel like we need <laughs> we need... 
We need a fucking somebody to step in and step up and fucking do something, don't we? That's what we need. And I don't know if a stepfather is the answer, actually. That's not a slight of stepfathers. Stepfathers can be amazing, wonderful, lovely, gorgeous stepfathers. I'm not talking about them. I'm just talking about maybe, maybe we've had enough of men doing it now. Maybe we need a women, right? We need women to step forward. We need a strong, powerful woman at the helm. We need a really strong, powerful, loving mother. We need a strong woman at the fucking helm. And I know we had Margaret Thatcher. Okay, let's not use her as an example all the time for everything. And yes, we then had Theresa May and then you had the other one for like two weeks. Like, I'm not talking about them. Like... I'm talking about like a different one, like a like a like a like a Beyonce level one, like a lead, like a leader, like an actual fucking Michelle Obama kind of leader, like that Jacinda Ardern woman. She was great, a leader of somebody that is um, empowering and informed and fucking logic has logic and reason and kindness and fairness and equality and justice and fights for fucking justice and kindness and the protection of all children everywhere that's that's what i'd love to see a great fucking mother some great fucking love and those people exist right because we know them so how do we make them at the top how do we stop complaining about who we've got in power and we're the ones that fucking voted with them there and we knew who we voted for when we voted for them so now you look at things unfold and you go well that's who you fucking voted for where is the love? Where is the compassion? Where is the empathy? Where is the kindness? Where is the peace? I pray for so much. I don't even pray. I wish. I just fucking love and peace and hope. And just I keep reminding myself that um, individuals are capable of great things, of great fucking things, um, phenomenal things. And individuals that don't come from money, that don't come from power, that don't come from status that can do life-changing, phenomenal things. Like me, like that woman me, like many, many people. Like like I did a, I did a gig the other day at a hospice, right? I did this gig for a hospice a charity. And uh, my job was to like help raise more money, right? To go in there and help do a quiz night and raise more money. And I walked in, it was loads of old men in suits and uh, I died on my ass um, at this hospice fundraising event. I mean, I was in the right place, but that's not the point. And uh, when I went in there, I was like, right. So they wanted me to do a quiz show where people had to donate and give money. And I was like, right, well, who are the companies in here? Who, who do I need to attack? Who do I need to go for to get them to give us more money? Like, who do I need to go for? And they were like, uh, no, there's no corporations here. There's no companies. All it is is it's, uh, it's individuals. And I was like, oh, but okay, so... So there's no one to rinse money off to like get money for the hospice because hospices are actually, I don't know if you know this, hospices, uh, nearly 70% of hospice funding comes from private donations. It doesn't come from the government. And hospices are a place where they afford people to have dignity in death, which is something that I think everybody should afford it. I feel like that's something that everybody should have access to. It, I think it's everyone should have dignity in death. Absolutely, like there should be no question. And hospitals, their job is to get you well and to get you out. Whereas a hospice, uh, that's what that's the place that was created to to help to help people with pain, to help with pain relief, to be shown love, care, and respect as you make your way out, right? And um, so when so when it's it's all like funded by public money, like it's not government funded, which I find absurd. Um, but these individuals in this room, she was like, there's no corporations. The room at this ball is filled with individuals that have given throughout the year. And we want to kind of do an event to say thank you, but also to encourage people to keep donating. And you go, wow, that's the strength, isn't it? That's the strength. It's individuals. Governments will always be governments. Corporations will always be corporations. Billionaires should cease to exist. There's no need. But the power and the plight of individuals, small little acts of kindness that have huge effects around the world. 
That's the thing that's got to scream the loudest right now, isn't it? Those individuals, they were just giving some money, some spare money, and it will completely change the trajectory of somebody else's journey. And I think that's something that's actually really, really powerful and really beautiful to bear in mind. So with that in mind, thank you for listening to this episode of Do Do Do, Famous with a Baby. Don't at me. Hashtag not all men. Just, you know, a lot of them.